I think I think we're rolling this time. Yeah, just go ahead and let me. How's that? Yeah, that's good. Comfortable talking to it. Feel comfortable talking to it. Uh, we got our mic set up. We've got a uh, a surprise guest, a relatively mysterious uh, Russian man who I just met here in Bali. So uh, first of all, uh, let me formally welcome you to the the studio. It's good to have you here. And second of all, to everyone else, welcome back. Welcome back to yet another episode of Real Talk Stories, where everyone's got a story currently live from Bali, currently live with another living person uh, here on this starry Balinese night, and um, and, uh, an interesting fellow uh, sitting down with us this evening and we're gonna have one-on-one uh you know like usual no curriculum no agenda just two people having a convo so yeah do you want to start or should i start i think you should go you think i should go (sighs) okay um well i'll start uh yeah i just um i just did an episode today this is my second episode day the first one was uh with ian um um ian edwards the uh the comedian and the uh podcast host himself and um he's also a guest on a lot of uh really good podcasts he's you know really close to dave Chappelle, and it's been on i think he's been on joe rogan's podcast more than any other guest and we had a really good conversation but because I'm a human being and I make mistakes like we all um, sometimes do, I made the mistakes of not the mistake of not recording um, the episode. So that's just gone into the ether. And it sort of made me think about how almost everything we do just goes into the ether and just disappears forever, except for in our memories and how there's a certain liberation in that and a certain freedom in that. And maybe that that's why we'd like podcasts we often have reservations. I know myself, I, I wrestle with, you know, what I'm going to talk about, what I'm not going to talk about. And I'm really trying to practice like, uh, like pure communication, like just talking about everything like good or bad or happy or sad or whatever it is. And not having the weight of knowing that it's not just going out into the ether, that it's like something that's actually being recorded and being distributed and being listened to with literally people, literally people all over the world. So I was sort of wrestling with that, you know, and kind of why I remain anonymous. So this is like my 30th episode ever. And I don't think people other than my guests know who I am or what I look like, which is pretty liberating thing. Um, You know, a lot of guests, like want to promote themselves or their brand or their ideas. And that's totally cool. Like I, I respect and appreciate that for sure. And it just feels like as the facilitator of these conversations that, um, personally, if I were to expose myself and my identity, that it might jeopardize the whole show for a few different reasons, but not the least of which is, the risk of my ego getting in the way of other people's 
thoughts and the conversations that we have, as well as the listeners and their take on the conversation. Right. I think so, I have a few things me. to share. So and now it's your turn. <laughs> sure. Well, I I don't care that much about anonymity. My name is Yarik. I live uh, in Ubud for 10 years. I'm from Russia. I'm a programmer by trade. And um, I do not have personal brand. So it isn't like I have to advertise anything. But um, when you when you said something about things going into Ether, I was reminded of the situation that I had just recently that I was change, like upgrading my uh, computer and I didn't back up some of the data uh, that I thought was a little bit important, but now I think I'm liberated, as you put it, uh, from it. And I think I'm better uh, because of that. So the gist is that I was making, um, I have like this dream project of building a motorhome here in Bali, which is a little bit uh, unusual here. Like it's, there is no culture to do that. Uh, and some people told me like you have to make a YouTube channel out of your journey. And I was writing the drafts for the episodes and I wrote like five drafts like about this um, and I lost them and now I don't have them. And I don't think I really wanted to have a YouTube channel in the first place. I was just like bullied into being like a desiring some to be popular. But I thought, okay, well, maybe that's a good sign. Maybe I don't have to go that way. Maybe I just could have my memories uh, and have my experience in my life without actually broadcasting that so much. Maybe um, it, not everybody has to go that that way. Thought. Um, what do you think? Does everybody need to be broadcasting stuff or no? I don't think everybody needs anything. I I don't think everybody even needs to be alive. Right. Like we don't we don't even need to be alive. That's like the first level. It's like okay. we could just die and it probably wouldn't matter. Mm -hmm. However, if we're going to say, "Okay, well, we are alive. We don't want to die." Then that's a second set of needs. And I think within that second set of needs are the needs of uh water, okay. food, yeah. What's, so, what's what's on there on the first uh, step of the Maslow pyramid? Uh, air. Okay. Gotta have air. Mm -hmm. Right. <laughs> no air. You got about two minutes, and then it's a wrap. Okay. Um. So you know that's like a, the second right. First tier is the need to be alive, right. like literally breathing in your body. Second tier is like breath. Third tier is like food. Well, third tier is water. Fourth tier is food. So when you talk about needs, mm -hmm. I think the the need to be a YouTube star is pretty far down that list. It's, it's a pretty low tier. Right. Like it doesn't like not I don't think anything matters. But if some things do matter, it definitely doesn't matter if you're a YouTube star or not. That's like way down. Right. That wasn't even a sentence like 10 years ago. That was a decade ago. That wasn't even like sure. a sentence so i don't think there's a need for that no yeah well the modern world it like sort of tells you like this is like this is what you need to want and but i don't agree with it i'm like in my life i'm going against the grain a little bit and i'm like a free thinker i want to think uh and but i've been told by this person by, by this friend of mine and I kind of maybe got 
a little bit of a bug from him about like wanting to be to like to have this story of mine to share but uh in the end like when i try to dig into it i think it's a shallow uh, like desire it is like it is not uh it is not something that i think my passion lies in it's more like okay would it be great to be popular so i could have a channel and like i don't need like to have my day job or something but i really like my day job so programming yes still yes you're uh, digital nomad well i'm i'm very like subtle nomad uh i'm i'm living here for 10 years uh but i've traveled a little bit but i like it here in bali it's a great place to settle my mom lives here as well and but it's great because i work with americans hey and, and the salaries are good yeah. and also the obligations to pay taxes are not that um pressing here <laughs> so Wait, but do you pay taxes no jesus never mind about the first part with the name he's staying anonymous <laughs> <laughs> no i mean uh i i come from like i, I come from one country i work in another country with another country yeah, yeah, people yeah, from yeah. Other you come from Russia, you work with Canada. Americans. So it's like, who am I supposed to pay taxes to? It's like an open question, I think. And <laughs> you can just split it. The Russians, mm -hmm. uh, the Indonesians, the Americans can all just, well, you can just, just split it three ways. I mean, I still contribute all my money here. Uh, yeah, to the economy. So yeah, like it, it kind of works out for locals. And I think like, um, uh, if you live here long enough and like you have, like um, you're integrated just a tiny bit to the society here. So you start like using local services and like paying back a little bit. Um, so yeah, I'm not like, um, I'm not feeling bad. And also like, as uh, I have like my own tax, which is like, I support my mother. My mother is like pretty well set off here. Uh, and yeah, like it's, it's interesting because I've been talking to my friend uh, and uh, he's from Sweden and he said, I would never give money to my mom, but I would be really uncomfortable not to pay taxes. And I'm like the opposite of that. <laughs> so yeah, like everybody has their own like priorities, I guess. Yeah, for sure. What was your priority in leaving Russia? Uh, I wanted a better life. And like, I think all the programmers, they have this ability, especially who speak English. So it's, it's just, it was there on the table to grab like a better life. And I never looked back, and I actually never been back to Russia since then. And yeah, like everybody who who could program and speak English, everybody already left, as I know, except one person, but he's stubborn. <laughs> so I, I mean, the uh, the climate there, it's like it's a life without future. There is no like. Oh, you in Moscow? Uh, no, I I lived in Siberia, uh, so in the, like in the colder part of Russia. So it was like doubly important for me to, to find to search for a better way of living what are people doing i've never like met anybody from what so from siberia what, what yeah. are people what's the what like what do people do there well is there like anything that people do there that's like different like is there something that like a way of life part something that some aspect of life like that people would be like what the fuck mm. you know like is there like what's a weird <laughs> thing about siberia well i guess that's a good question i mean um it's really like boggles my mind is that uh it's more of a like a raw resource economy in there so everybody's like uh addicted to as we call it the needle of oil uh and like they, everybody so there's like nothing to do in there except to manage or trade uh and like you manage people who 
are paid by oil money and you trade uh, the commodities to uh, people who get oil money. So it's like, it's really like an artificial life in a way. It's not really um, like self-sustaining. So it's just a, it's just like an oil, just an oil economy? Yeah, I believe so. Well, like gas as well, but like you could say like it's all the same. Like it's, uh, there is like, if the- The resource economy. Exactly, yeah. And if that thing like uh, stops being profitable tomorrow, everybody will sort of die out, I think. <laughs> is that, is that, and that's why you left? Because you were like, this sucks? So. Well, it also was just like for the youth, pretty much like- um, was the end, dead end. Everybody like in the winter it's very cold. So everywhere like every, if you don't have your own like apartment and you want to spend time with your friends, you would like sit like in the public spaces. Like um, I don't even call what's what's that called? Like this, do you, uh, this park square? No, it, it's like um, it's the room immediately. Uh, it's a like staircase basically in the Komi block. Yeah, like oh oh the stairwell. Yeah, like stairwell, like place, and where like there there are doors to the uh, individual apartments. Sounds kind of ghetto. It is, and like people yeah. just would sit there and like they squat there and like smoke weed, but it was like, like kind of miserable and like, uh, you know, you know that's winters. And in the summers, like you could do something, some more activities, but all in all, it's like very like, drug driven. Uh, like, what kind of drugs? Like synthetic, like weed, and like the uh, weed's not synthetic. Well, uh, I mean synthetic, like replacement of weed, uh, like the like just weird chemicals or what? Uh, like I don't know what they call like spice or whatever. Um, it's like yeah, the replacement. Like yeah, you you come from California, so you don't know that shit. But we like, just it, got regular weed, man. Exactly. Yeah, that's much better. But there, like, it's kind of it's a Chinese knockoff thing, which like, uh, they. Uh, invent like designer drugs they invent them like every month so that because the last month drug is like added to the registry of forbidden like substances so they make a new one and uh it it used like in the beginning it was all right but in the end like it became like very damaging to health and a lot of uh like my ex-friends they kind of got um like really unhealthy because of that what um like, what's the worst, like, is there any horror stories? Because, like, I don't know anything about Spice. Like, is there any yeah. kind of story, like, wh- like, I want people to hear a story. Like, is there anything that's like, oh, fuck, like, I'm not going to do that. Like, does it have any, like, serious consequences? Or is it just kind of like people just bore themselves to death? Or like Psychosis, I think, uh, most, of, most of it. It's like, and it's also just like with uh, fentanyl. Like, uh, you don't know the, the dosage of this new drug that you just bought. Like sometimes like they smoke too much and then they like got into this like weird states of like psychosis or whatever. But also it's like it's a real gateway drug to more synthetic drugs like uh, like synthetic speed like like bath salts. If you heard that, so, there's a guy that ate someone's face in Florida from bath salts. Yeah, I've, I've, people do I've that? Are people in Siberia eating each other's faces or what? Um, no, I never heard about that. But uh, it destroys the life and like fries the brain and uh, like. Yeah, the people change, their personalities change. And I, I, I'm happy that I escaped that. So it, it all happened after I left. So I, I'm, I'm just looking at the, the guys that I knew. And many of them, they're like uh, very low in their, like, in their like journey, in their life journey now. And that sucks for them. Sure. Um, and then what? So Siberia is Russian controlled? 
Yeah, it's a it's a big part of Russia. Okay. Mm-hmm. And what your mom was is Siberian, and she left first, and you left second, or? No, I I brought her here. I left here uh, to here, and I like in a few months later I brought her here as well. Yeah, she she returned home a few times, but uh, um, yeah, she's like like eight years like already in here. She's eighty years old. Eight no, zero. No, no, no. She's eight years living here. So I, I'm here for ten years, and she's for full ten years, and she's here for a full eight years. But she, so she returned a few times, Russia for like medical reasons or whatever. Oh, everything okay? Uh, yeah, like she's she's good now. Uh, uh, like the medicine is much cheaper in Russia than in here. Here in Bali, like it's, uh, it's a bad place to be sick, you know. <laughs> uh, is Russia? Is Russia? This is gonna sound like a stupid question to a lot of people out there. Is is healthcare nationalized in Russia? Uh, like, I, I believe so, but also like uh, there are like the private uh, institutions as well. But it's like, communism, right? Well, <laughs> no. So but unfortunately, the communism was never built. Like they, they built socialism, but then it uh, socialism's universal healthcare, right? Like. Yeah, like it's a part of it, and like, but they uh, there is no socialism right now. It's like capi- like regular capitalism there in Russia. But the the education and uh, healthcare they are either uh, um, provided by the government or heavily subsidized. So that's like good good two good things about Russia. So it's education not communism. No, but the, the Americans the Americans say that they're commies. Well, it's a like, red scare, you know. Uh, it's like it's a more of a um, like the Cold War, right? But it's uh, not the Cold War anymore. It's no, it's a it's a b- 2020 now. Yeah, 2021. Well, by the time you're hearing this. Ah, uh, right. Um, well, they co- they, you you could say it's still a little bit of a Cold War. Like in Russia, like there is like the tendencies like for the isolationist like um, world of view. Like everybody's against us, and like the Americans, they're thinking how to destroy us. Like, but our president, he showed everybody on the world arena how the Russia is still powerful. Like, even though we're like uh, two times more poor than ten years ago, but he showed them. And uh, while in America, what I'm getting is like the Russians are like a little bit of a boogeyman. Like uh, they set up our like um, elections and whatever. Like they're, uh, but I like the. I think the Russians think that Americans think much more about them than they do. So I think the Americans don't really think one way or another, ex- and the Russians think that like yeah. Americans are just always thinking about Russians. Destroy our motherland or something like corrupt our youth. But it's it's so like it's a politics of like um, of the governments. It's like a propaganda that is uh, very convenient for the governments. So like, well, what's the what's the use of that? I mean, what's the why? Why would basically the 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 Russian government want to project that idea? Direct the hate outwards from the country, so that they wouldn't concentrate uh. as much on uh, making like a, like a riot or whatever. What's up with that dude that's been almost assassinated twice? Um, the guy that was poisoned recently. <laughs> yeah, twice. Mm-hmm. It was like. I don't know. If I was on the Russian's hit list, I would not drink any tea anymore. Like, the ones he was poisoned, like, in the... Uh, what was it? The first time was, like, at his hotel or, like, in the in the airport lounge. 
Yeah, I, re- I only heard about one time. Like, I'm not really following like Russian news at all. Like, I'm trying, like, I'm, uh, I try to be integrated into like the uh, life here much more. But from what I gathered is that he was poisoned, uh, but he recovered, and uh, he's like opposition, opposition like uh, person, but. It is not like com- the the magnitude of his persona is not comparable to like the like the status quo president Putin. So it is like I I it, it isn't like two equal forces. Like, like there's no way that guy's gonna get elected president. You don't think? No, no, no. Like no chance. Like you think Putin is just gonna like stay in power f- until he decides not to? Like is he yeah. that? Yeah, because he's, he runs Russia basically. He's like right. he's like the. The Capo Don. Yeah, well, like it's like in, like the Russians are brainwashed. Like they are, they are taught to think that they need, as they say, a strong hand to rule them. And so, yeah, like it's very like the, the regular people are like are content with what they have. And like for me, like, for looking outside from the outside, uh the the the, the currency, uh the rate uh, like the currency value has fallen. Like twice, like almost like three times since like the ruble, the ruble, yeah, like uh, since like ten years ago, and but the the people there they still have the same like salaries uh in, in ruble, so like everybody became three, oh, yeah, almost yeah, like yeah. three times poor, yeah, and it's pretty amazing and like how people like lie to themselves to be like content with that, their like buying ability is like much lower now. But they still support Putin. Yeah, like uh, because they have like this imperial ambitions of like showing them, showing like them that we are still like a power. But it's also like it's a it's a need I think that uh, like manufactured for like regular people they don't really need to think about like geopolitics. So or what? Whatever. So you think Russia? You think Russians just fronting? You think they just they want to be more powerful than they actually are, and like their time has passed? Right. Well, yeah, mm. pretty much. Uh, but also, it's like it's in the culture, like to show off all the time, like uh, to have the uh, the car uh, at least two times better than you can afford. But the Russians are strong as fuck, dude. Like Russian people are like strong. They have uh, strong muscles, like strong, yeah. solid bone structure. Right. Like all the Russians I've ever worked with, I'm like they they can all beat me at arm wrestling. Like could be. <laughs> I mean, um, but also, like, if you if you look like at the average Russian, there is like an obvious sign of like the racial like uh, delusion, and like there it, like the, there isn't like a typical good-looking Russian. Like it's more of an uh, exception that uh, than the the rule. And I think it's also a, a kind of overcompensation for for what intelligence, intelligence, and like the, the looks and yeah, like the. Yeah, like also like a lot of you know there's a lot of alcoholism in Russia, and so that just makes people like underdeveloped a little bit. Like there is like uh, this like fetal alcohol syndrome, which is kind of uh, not really reported. With like much. Chil- oh, with children. Yeah, well, sh- uh, like the people they kind of get like they they develop in in the womb, and like they get born, but they're like there there are signs that they are like underdeveloped a little bit. So, like, what, moms are just drinking vodka while they're pregnant? Uh, well, I guess, yeah, I guess something like that. But, my, I, like, I don't have, like, a good proof of that. But also, maybe this, like, an, 
like kind of accumulated like effect maybe it's like uh, the gene pool like and uh was uh, like by now it became like so bad that people are like that so you <laughs> so you think there's just like a collective fetal alcohol syndrome amongst the general population well yeah uh, like, uh, like somehow like I, f- I think like that i mean it's it's probably possibly up. like possibly stupid thing to, th- to uh, think but like on tile door thoughts like yeah there is like uh there is a possibility of that you know if the whole culture is very big on like alcohol consumption then maybe there is like a effect like a long term like genetic effect of that overall like just in the general population yeah i mean look man i don't know it's possible i also heard correct me if i'm wrong that in siberia and or mongolia that people still trade vodka for goods like it's money yeah, uh, it's a, it's mostly happening like in the north parts where the the local people, the the native people, they are selling their lands uh, for the oil uh, uh, for vodka. Yeah, they for, for vodka, <laughs> and also for like uh, snowmobiles. Okay, so, so people are selling their property. Yeah, they, for they, vodka and snowmobiles. Not property, I guess, but more the rights to the minerals. The so the so property that, rights. Yeah, to the like so that people yeah, yeah, so that to the, the resources. Right. They could get oil from those lands. Because like they don't care. They cannot get it either way. So why not sell it for, for vodka cheap? and snowmobiles? Yeah. yeah. But then I mean, you know, I guess that's uh that's you know, I mean if you're gonna drink vodka, you might as well ride a snowmobile. I mean at right. that point, you know. But Although I don't think that that's a winning combination. Yeah, but also what from what I've heard, uh there is like not enough uh like petrol. Uh, so like uh, they have the snowmobiles, but often they cannot ride them because they they're out of gas basically. But, but they're <laughs> but they're getting the snowmobiles and the vodka for rights to their land, which include petrol, like oil rights. Right, exactly. It's uh, so they don't even get the oil from their own land. Well, I mean, they can get oil, but oil like does not translate directly to the already usable fuel, right? So they just pump out the crude, and then the people just don't even get the oil for the gas for the for right. the snowmobiles. Yeah, because there's no infrastructure. It's like uh, like tundras and like forests, and like there's nothing in there. Uh, the snowmobiles and the the dog sleds, and like the deer reindeer sleds. But that's like how they uh, like uh, travel around. So yeah, of course there are no like um, gas stations. Is that where the uh, the story of Santa Claus comes from? Well, I, I like uh, like with the reindeers. Isn't that where reindeer? I mean, where else? Is that like is that are, where Santa Claus are, is supposed to be there from? There are a few places that are like um, that are thought to be the Santa Claus uh, like place. There are one like in Finland or something, <laughs> and then one is like in in Russia as well. But they are not that nor northern. I believe they're like more, in more moderate places. Right, there's like physical locations of where Santa Claus is supposed to be, and it's right, one's, yeah, one's like, in Finland and one's in Russia. Yeah, well, it's, uh, in in US it was the same. Like there, there is they they have like this, I don't know. the uh, uh, the Santa Claus like a park or whatever in some place that they like they have like the uh, ma- like, all the kids that are writing their mails to Santa Claus. They, they oh, have a physical the North address. Pole. No, they have like a, a physical address in US. Yeah, like, I have no idea, bro. I've never like I don't even know if I ever thought Santa was real. I can't remember any Christmases. Right. I have no idea what I don't have any children, so I'm I have no idea what uh what people do right. or who they write it to. 
at all. Like, yeah, yeah, and like uh, that's an interesting thing uh, that I will have children someday, and I live in a place now where there is no like Christmas, so to speak. And so I believe that my children will also like not know too much about. How do you, how do you feel about that? I'm pretty happy about that. I don't like too much the the consumerism of uh, Christmas and New Year. I think it's more of a like um, manufactured like very tra- like fake tradition, you know. Mm. Like well, cri- Christmas. I mean, there's definitely some roots in in. Like non-consumerism with Christmas, the the, yeah. the mass of Christ. I mean, it sounds pretty serious. The Rus- yeah. Russia, right? Russian. What are you guys? Christian, Catholic, Orthodox, or- Orthodox Christians. What does that mean? Well, it's uh, uh the I think there. I don't think we like we have like masses, but we also have icons. It's like different like vibe of Christianity, but uh, yeah, like not like like Greek Christ- Orthodox. I believe so, yeah. Like I'm same kind of thing. I guess, I guess something like that. I don't know anything about. I know that in Ethiopia they also like they have the same like. Uh, That's Coptic. I don't know. Ethiopia they use the Coptic cross. Uh, what's Coptic? What yeah, it's that right there. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I don't know. Uh, I mean, uh, what's uh, what what I see common is that they have icons. So they have the, oh. those portraits of like idols. The well, exactly. The, uh, in Christianity, they say don't don't make yourself an idol. It's like a sin. But they have icons which are like which act as an idols, but they like uh, have a special status. Sounds like a loophole. Like exactly, exactly. And that's that's like the hypocrisy of Orthodox Christianity, in my opinion. So you're not religious. Well, I have I had my cross. I don't have it right now. But you I, wear it. Uh, I wear it because my mom gave it to me. It's like golden chain. Like it's nice. But Sounds cool. Yeah, and, and also like in here it's like exotic thing, you know. Yeah, people look at me, oh, like Christian, Christian, they say, the Indonesian. And so here it looks like an exotic like uh, attribute. But in my country, it's more of a like uh, if you're a superstitious person, or if you're like very religious person. What to ward off vampires, or what's the superstition? Like Russians are very superstitious. They uh, superstitious. It's also like another like hypocrisy of our like religiousness is that uh, they're like they, in Christianity they say there is no like other God but like but me but Christ. But and and like they, uh, it says like not to make idols. But still like they believe in all those like bad omens. Like when you for example when you come home, you have to look in the mirror, or else something bad will happen. What do you mean? Like there's like this. Rules like vampires or well, not really vampires. It's just like what are you gonna look in the mirror? What are you gonna see? What's no, it's, you, well, you have to. Like, you don't. You won't see anything. But it's like it's a thing that you have to do when you do that. Or like you cannot pass the money over uh, the step of your door. Oh my god! Things like that. There are like a lot of rules like that. Usually, it seems like a society is either superstitious or religious. Exactly. But the Russians are both. Uh, and uh, well, it, I think it's like rooted in the culture, uh, in the history, because like when the Soviet Union was like in in vogue, uh, they kind of were against Who? the uh, they, uh, when it was in like fashionable. So what? Soviet when Union. what was in vogue? Uh, Soviet Union. Oh, okay, okay. So the commies, commies. USSR. Yeah. So they were like uh, f- like fighting the religion like actively, and so there were like this uh, um, 
like a resistance of Christians. So it was like un, like lawful like Christianity, uh, lawless. I mean, and, and so yeah, like this is like is it legal? Is it not? Uh, thing and like when the Soviet Union collapsed, uh, suddenly the churches they like r- r- rise to the power. So it's like a part of a government right now. The churches, so they're like a a piece like a part of a uh, power like uh, vertical, and so it's like a way to control people. Uh, so yeah, like they are really like a, so like it's 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 a lot of fun things there. Like they make some uh, for example when they uh, put a rocket into space they have to be like a priest to come and like to bless it uh, or like they uh, a few years ago they were like um, making uh, like a, a trip of portraits of di- like dead veterans uh, so that they can bless the world like with their like desire for victory or something you know like it's 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 fucked up you know in a way that they invent all those like se- semi-religious uh, like, traditions, and then they do this with a serious face, and like they 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 uh, demonstrate it on the TV, like the and and it's like it's a big thing. It's a big business uh, churches in Russia. Massive, yeah. I mean, religion in general is a yeah. But when it's, when it's a part industry. of a government, like in US, for example, there are like mega churches and there are the cults or whatever. But uh, in in Russia, it's a government, so it's like much, like it's it's out there, like uh, yeah, like they support each other, right? Yeah. Well, in America, there's a, a like a constitutional law, like the separation of church yeah. and state. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like religion and government are not supposed to be right be and hanging out I, I with each it other. Makes sense because like religion is already like a, a huge tool to control people, but then there's also government, which is like a thing that is made to control people so it's like that's uh well yeah i mean it's double 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 trouble confluence of power um are you religious no and like i i'm not really religious and like but here and i'm not really spiritual i would say but um here like in ubud it's a little difficult not to be a spiritual person because everybody is and like i'm i feel a little bit out of place and like not fitting in uh because i just do not value the like the superfluous spirituality that much what was it that attract i mean if it's not spirituality and uh-huh. yoga and mm-hmm. you know that, but you're vegan yeah i got peer pressured into being <laughs> vegan so what attracted you to to bali oh well, it's like a it's just a chance uh some friend of mine Read about it in the magazine, and so it was his dream. And so I just like, okay, well, let's try Does that. Does he still live here? Yeah, he lives here now. Computer programmer? No, he's like an electrician. Really? Yeah. And so, but it's not as not well paid at all. Doesn't sound well paid. No, even though there are very uh, there is a huge shortage of good electricians here. But programming pays well. Yeah, programming pays well, and so especially I'm, if you're getting American dollars. Exactly, I feel very privileged in that sense, but. I'm like, and I did it myself. I grew in the ranks, starting from nothing. So I think, at least I can say it's a little bit deserved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You self-made. Yeah, yeah. There's a I, certain satisfaction in being self-made. Yeah, for sure. But also, it's like I understand that if I chose a different, uh, like, profession, 
then I would not be as successful because there are like there is not no clear path yeah, to, yeah, to yeah. reaches like Program another. Is pretty good. Yeah. And uh, I get, did you learn you, le- you learned in Siberia? Uh yeah, I learned like it's it's cool. But it's I was just like I I had this like a bug of like of doing it. So in school they they taught me like one lesson and it was enough for me just to kinda of come home and just like continue learning. So yeah, it's like a made made me passionate about that. And mm. I'm really thankful for for that push. Mm. Um well, I mean it's good it's good to be grateful for the things we have. Yeah. I suppose. And especially like when you're self made, um, I can feel better. Um, you know, I, I did everything on my own also. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm pretty pretty grateful for that. But my mom my mom lives in Asia also, but she lives in Southeast she lives in one of the main main countries, like main Southeast Asia. She doesn't doesn't live on an island. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I was always really uh sort of you know, independent in in that aspect and it does it is kind of nice to get u.s dollars especially living in a place that you know has an independent economy because the value is you know it's a great value right yeah i feel like fortunate but also like it's um you know like we all uh raise our levels of consumptions uh, of consumption until like we have no like free money left anymore and so it's like uh it's a conscious decision not to go the route of like spending it all and like what would, you even, what would you even spend it on though I mean, like what do you what do you desire like what what material things how's this cars you know like i, I mean i like there, there are some <laughs> things that are, are unreachable for me you know like uh like the property for example but uh for the everyday like uh, level stuff well some people buy gucci's and whatever you know what 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 makes them do that you know oh uh, i guess brainwash consumerism in right. a way it's a form of like it's like corporate propaganda so in the same way that like you know you're from russia so in the same way that there's like government propaganda mm-hmm. like companies and corporations also incorporate propaganda in the way that they try to manipulate um, society and to transform them into consumers. It's um, extremely common. It's, it's what some would call a very effective ad campaign. Right. Well, our whole world is manufactured by one way or another. And our desires and like, the trends are all like, made by some like, really um, cool marketers or like, uh, PR managers or whatever. So they're like, uh, for everything that we see, there is like some person that, like, that it was his job to do that. And it's like really easy to miss, forget about that, that somebody, yeah. somebody thought that this packaging should be red because it's like, it's so, so much more noticeable. Oh, the motion of, yeah, excitement yeah, yeah, yeah. out of people. Right. And well, we, yeah, I mean, to a certain level, it's all, all psychological. Right. And if you and think- it works. And you think about like programming, especially like when you're, if you're doing sort of like video game programming or designing certain worlds or whatnot, yeah. it's, that is a tangible, a relatively tangible creation out of the psychology and mind of someone. So. Right. Exactly. The engagement is the word. They like, they are, they are all like all the software that 
gets you money uh, is either like specialized or it's about uh, capturing the eyes of people. Yeah, attention. Yeah, and the amount of time that somebody. Right, and I like uh, in this in this uh, work that I I am at right now. We have like I build like a like a system to analyze the engagement of our users, and um, we're we're fighting for minutes and like the numbers so that the people are like using our software more. But also, uh, it's um, it's a like hollow um, goal setting. What um. A hollow goal of what? Goal, goal setting. Oh, it's a hollow goal. I thought you said it's a hollow goal of Satan. I was like, oh, okay, all right. Well, it is, <laughs> there is some Satan in that. Yeah. And, um, yeah, like, I also, like, uh, I like the app that I'm building right now, it's about teaching financial literacy to, like, uh, Zoomers or, or whatever. And there is, like, the, a part of it is, like, lessons, uh, and part of it is, uh, like, a small game, uh, like a video game. And yeah, it's to and like it has to be interesting, and like I have to always always think about how to make it more interesting, engaging, and like how to uh, make it that the, there's like the interest to discover the internal mechanics of the game, and like keep people hooked, and like keep coming back for more. Right. What um in your research, what do you find? captures people attention people's attention the most well like in general it's i think it's like drama and it's really easy digestible materials which like uh, create a feeling of enlightenment uh without making people think so it's like feeling of enlightenment or excitement enlightenment and excitement and also like uh, without overthinking it yeah like here are the here is like the result of thinking. Somebody else thought this thought, and here are the results, the digested material. And so you can read it, and then you could think, aha, uh-huh, that's really smart, and I can tell it to my friends. So it's, I think, like, uh, when you, when you, like, would it be, like, I would ask myself, would it be interesting if this material uh, would be shared to friends? Like, would I be excited to tell my friends, like, I learned the fact, and, like, this is, I, I want to, I can't wait to tell you about this thing that I've learned yesterday. So I think that kind of this like sharing, you know, pe- making people want to share this thing. And you think that's the most attractive thing that gets people's attention the most? Well, like in my small like bubble world, like I think that I, I because I'm I'm seeing that in myself. So like I'm myself when I like I browse YouTube for like for videos that make me feel smart, and I when I feel smart. I want to share it to people to show it how smart I am, even though I did not put any effort into or making actually the... do any critical thought analysis yourself. Exactly, I'm extremely gullible uh, to believe people who look like like an authority <laughs> and about uh, like it's something. You should know better, coming from Russia. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think it's like it's a, it's just human thing, you know. It like everybody does that. It's just that, uh, I see it in myself, and like, you know, how many times like. Did you share, like, you read something and then you want to share it to your friend, even if you, you didn't even finish this, like, reading this article or, like, watching this video? Yeah, you, like, share it before you even yeah. just click and click. Yeah, and then you read, like, double clicker. You finish this video and you think, oh crap, this video was not as good as I thought it is. And, like, you feel guilty for, like, wasting your friend's attention. Have you, have you had this situation? 
All of it except for the guilt part. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I had some guilt, guilty situations. I think the materials were just too crappy. You know, and like, I used to smoke a lot of weed, you know, and it like uh, reduces your critical thinking a little bit. Everything is exciting and everything is like captivating. And then you're like, and you're like a little bit more critical about it. You know, oh shit, like what was it about? You know, what, what about this actually made me feel excited? And you cannot answer that. Yeah, that's true. Well, I guess, you know, I think there's something to be said for independent thought, you know? So, you know, the human mind is a strange way of, strange way of working. And the more somebody is able to think independently, I think the less susceptible they are to advertising. So the more someone has like an autonomous thought process, the less likely you are to be able to influence them with advertising or keep their attention in a superficial way. Right. But it also is like unattainable ideal to have to be an independent thinker. We're all we're all dependent on something. Like we can we cannot we do not live in isolation, you know? And we still have this background, the cultural background and informational background. And as much as I want to think that I'm a free thinker, like the more uh, more often than not, I realize that I'm just just like everybody else. I'm a product of the environment, and but I learned I'm learning to accept that. I'm learning not to be like, oh crap, I'm not that original as I thought. But I'm learning okay, like it's a it's a part of living in a uh, society. If there is, I like to do like a top three on on this show. I like to do like a top three things. Cool. Just kind of like a cheesy little thing. So there is a top three things that you could do or change in order to make yourself more ind- more independent of a thinker. Mm-hmm. What would those three things be? Wow, that's extremely deep question. Um, and I think one is like the need to impress other people. Like even though. I I tried to work with it. Still down there, there is a desire to to look smart, to be fun, and to show off. And like uh, this thing makes me ha- like say things that I do not really think, and like uh, chime into conversations that I do not really have a good opinion about. So that's like one thing that I notice about myself. Okay, and then two. Two. Um, well, I, I think I'm just like everybody else. I'm like in my echo chamber of the materials that I'm looking at. And I, um, I'm like, and the internet, it makes with automatic suggestions, it makes it extremely easy to, uh, go deeper in your beliefs and not never like realize that there is a different story to every story. There is a different opinion. And. Um, I think with like things like YouTube, um, I'm going into that route uh, that uh, the, the, my interests are self-reinforcing and then they, like, they get more and more into specific side of things. And I'm trying to be like a, like a centrist or something. Uh, like uh, that people who, uh, a person who does not have like a, who, who believes that the truth is somewhere in the middle. Mm. They're, they're like it's probably not on the one of the extreme ends. Like the, you could argue 
uh, or you could uh, advocate for any of the cases, like going left or right. And so I'm trying to be in the middle, but it also make like I believe that it makes me kind of flaccid in a way, it makes me like too neutral. And I and I think that this, this is the third thing is like not to be too neutral. Like um, sometimes I'm just like I'm hearing a strong opinion, and I'm automatically like toning it down in my mind. I'm like I'm like filtering what's, it. What's an example that comes to your mind? Um. Well, pretty much anything. Like somebody says, you like, um, yeah, like this breath work is like a great thing. It makes you things like much like better, and like it's the best thing ever. And I think, okay, it's the best thing ever for you in this time, but for other people, maybe it's not as good. And like maybe it's like in this environment, in this context, it's the best. Doesn't seem like a very extreme perspective. Yeah, I mean, but it's like it's. I'm doing it for everything, for everything, you know, like subconsciously. Like I'm just like, um. Two people are arguing, and I'm like, okay, like I'll take like the middle, the middle ground or something, you know. And like, I can, I can, I can argue with either one of the people, and like, and say, but yeah, like look at the other side; they have like a good point, like you know. Well, sometimes you know, I mean, people sometimes when you're really empathetic and you really under, you know, you can really see different people's perspectives. Mm-hmm. There's a logical reason. To believe both sides, yeah. Like people, people that are being honest with their arguments, even if they're in conflict, both opposing sides often have validity in the way they feel. So, right, it's difficult to say you're right and you're wrong, mm-hmm. or you're right. wrong, you're right, because. But I believe that I like this makes me a little bit not independent uh, as a thinker. That I'm always like shooting for like automatically like as a knee jerk uh, uh, reaction the fast path to the um, um, to my opinion is like to take like middle middle road. And Does that ever work? Kind of works to be at at peace. You're like you're not you're not I'm I'm not it's angry neutral. about anything. Yeah, like I'm just like okay, like the world is like complicated place. There are like no easy answers to complex questions. So yeah. like it's just like. Keep it, keep it simple. Keep it, uh, keep it neutral. That's very zen. Yeah. But I imagine if you're keeping it neutral, that that doesn't satisfy either side. Yeah, it is not the path to satisfy others. It's like more of a path to. Well, I guess I'm choosing my battles. You know, like you cannot have a good opinion on every question. And it's like there are some things that I have a strong opinion on, uh, but. Most of the questions aren't, but um, somehow many people think that they have to have opinion on everything because it's like, mm. like you know. And then I don't they, really have an opinion on anything. Exactly. I, I think like that's, whatever. That's yeah, exactly. I'm I'm with you here, uh, but I guess uh, for some people it is very important for their like self image and like the ego to to have opinion on every question, be expert on every. Um, like field somehow, and they're gonna argue and fight with you if they don't agree with with you. And I, I'm not like that. I'm just like okay. Um, well, do you choose to argue? I mean, usually when someone wants to argue with me, I just remove. I just leave. Mm-hmm. Like I'm like, dude, like I'm not. Well, I ha- I'm not gonna argue I with don't. you. 
But I had this argument like a few uh, like a few weeks ago with the wife of my friend. And we, wife of your friend. Yeah, and we were talking about Bitcoin. And I was just like, uh, I just was arguing that it's not a, it's not really an investment, speculation, and like there, uh, and like uh, the, the the woman, she's like, she was like repeating me all the like the anarchist like um, ideas about like Bitcoin. It's like it's a go- it's free from government. It's it's this and like it's easy and like it's fast and it's like it's empowering. And I was just like kind of trying to deconstruct those like opinions into saying like well because uh, my where I'm coming from is I'm working on this like financial literacy app and this is like a very traditional like f- uh, finance like approach like to st- stock trading and like, like investment. commodities and futures and yeah like mutual funds and like yeah, bonds and, and Bitcoin whatever. doesn't have a doesn't have a place in that well it does have place and a lot of people who are interested in financial literacy they want to know about cryptocurrency but it is not like uh when people say they are investing and they want to trade uh, cryptocurrencies it's really like in my opinion it's all speculation and it's like there are uh, a lot of things that are not like if you start d- diving into it like what actually it represents uh, and uh what like it's all like not connected to reality and at least like investments into stocks it somehow it's like it's doing something in the physical world. It is not just like wasting the electric power, you know. Mm, yeah, I mean, kinda. I mean, stocks are they can be a bit abstract too. Sure, sure. Especially if you're, you know, playing playing the markets. But um, but yeah. Is there anything else? I gotta kind of wrap this up because I'm expecting somebody. Um, Bitcoin just broke twenty k. Okay, that's cool. Just as just we were having time. this conversation. Just in time, yeah. Yeah, I mean, put your money into Bitcoin and like go to the moon. I don't have any um, uh, objection to that. Just do not call this be- like investment, you know. Just do not do not put nice words on it. But I wish everybody luck and I wish everybody to prosper. Just in general, like with life, wish everybody luck and wish everybody yeah. prosper. Agree, agree with that. Um, is there anything else that you wanna go over really quick or? Mm-hmm say in this moment right now well i want to just say one thing that i think is kind of unpopular um something that i haven't heard from other people as, as a programmer i think that software creates suffering in the world and i'm a programmer myself and i understand that i create more suffering in the world and i the uh it's a struggle Somehow, like I, I think nobody needs technology uh, as much as we think they need, and like there, not every problem needs a technical solution. So that's like, if I have, if I had one thing to say to people, that so that that would be that. Yeah, like a lot of times, people are having a personal issue or an emotional issue, or a psychological issue. And they turn to technology when in reality the solutions are much more human than that and much more natural. Absolutely. And in general, like some uh, some people just think, let's make a technology for this or let's make an app for that. But maybe it's, it's not really a wise application of efforts. Um, yeah, 
I mean, it definitely seems like the more I log on, the less connected I feel to myself and others. That's a whole thing in itself that I, I, I want to tackle in, one, in an episode soon about sort of the way that we all seem completely addicted to our phones and like go out and everyone looks like a fucking zombie and they're staring down. And The only time I can even have a conversation with someone without constantly being distracted by people's texts and by, you know, other things is like with the podcast. It's like. The only time that I actually see someone not constantly looking down at their phone. It's pretty terrible. The only time I'm looking down at my phone now is because I have like a time, a time restraint. In general, though, I, <laughs> yes, uh, no, no, it's just, uh, just got to look down real quick. Uh, just one more, uh, one more scroll. The next scroll, I'll find fulfillment on the very next scroll. The next scroll is when I'll, I'll get the answers that I'm, I'm looking for to satisfy myself. There is a happiness emotionally. There is a happiness at the end of this endless scrolling area. <laughs> Just gotta eventually <laughs> one, one more scroll and we'll get there. Um is that it? Are we good? I think we are. Um it was nice to, to be here. It's uh, it's new for me, but also I liked it this conversation. Right, we took his podcast virginity, ladies and gentlemen, so we went easy on him. First podcast. Not this is your first podcast? Yes. Yeah. So um yeah. Well it was good. Thanks for being here, man. And um yeah, hope to see you see you back again, you know, so someday to go over over everything. Um I just like to say today is the last week of December. What the fuck is the day? I think two weeks to go. Two weeks to go. And as we were having this conversation about Bitcoin, Bitcoin broke twenty thousand US dollars. That's a history in the making. You think it's going to keep... Let's see. This this episode comes out for around the first or second week of January. Today is mid-December. Big K hit 20 quay. What do you think? Mid-January programmer, man. You guys, you think it's going to go down or up or where is it going to be? Well, I don't think that it makes sense to think in the, in the short term. It will yeah. go up. It's artificial scarcity and it's a hype. So it will go up. So it's, I think it's a safe bet to buy Bitcoin. I don't have any. I hope you're <laughs> You're not mining it off Chinese servers? No. I mean, I'm a honest man. I don't pay taxes, but I <laughs> I get my dollars by working the old fashion. Good right. old fashioned. Exactly, yeah. No, I respect that. It's good work ethic. Um, all right, man. Well, thanks for uh thanks for swinging by and um see you again soon. Yeah. And that was it, ladies and gentlemen. I almost said ladies and gentlemen. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, another episode. Real talk stories. Um, thank you, thank you, thank you. I hope your new year is going well. I hope 2021 is treating you better than 2020 did. And I hope to see you all again very soon. Peace and love. Mwah.